Alone Under the Moon by Lacey Black, read by Facing the North Wind for hpfanfictalk.com. The rating is M. Tara had no idea where she was or how she got there. When had she left the comfort of her warm bed? She couldn't concentrate enough to try to remember because every inch of her body from her scalp to her toenails throbbed and felt as though it were on fire. She also had this strange sensation as if she were laying in a warm puddle. Oh, Merlin, she was going to throw up. She couldn't move without waves of pain taking over, bringing on extreme nausea. When she attempted to open her eyes, her skull screamed at her in agony, so she was resolved to lay there until the world stopped spinning and her agony ceased. After what felt like hours, but was only minutes, she tried to open her eyes and found herself looking up at a dark, starry sky created by the enchanted ceiling in the great hall at Hogwarts. It was night, possibly near dawn, something she could tell by the shadows created by the candles that dimly lit the room, dancing on the walls. How had she gotten here? She adjusted her arms to prop herself up so she could look around and felt the slick, warm liquid that she lay in ripple with her movement. With a groan at the tenderness of her still-aching body, she sat up, squeezing her eyes tightly closed, wincing and contorting her face. That was when she realized there was a potent, coppery and almost salty aroma that filled the air. She opened her eyes and felt her stomach contract. Immediately, her body purged all substance from within her, disgusted by the scene around her. Sweating from the force of her heaving, her body still aching and now shaking in shock and cold, she stood up in what could only be described as a pool of blood. She surveyed the large room filled with the bodies of, oh, Merlin, some of them were people she knew. But what had happened? How had she gotten here? Why, in a room filled with what looked like to be twenty or more dead wizards and witches, was she still alive? And why the blazes couldn't she remember anything? Suddenly, she heard a sound that resembled a gurgling noise. She followed it to find a barely recognisable aura by the name of Jezreel Fontina struggling to breathe through the blood filling his mouth and likely his lungs. She felt her eyes burn as they filled with tears and fought the urge to sob over the dying young man. Her hands shook as she tried to search for a wound to compress and looked around for a wand in an attempt to save his life. His eyes widened when she touched him, and he seemed to be trying to shuffle away from her, which only resulted in more choking and coughing up blood. She turned him on his side, allowing the blood to drain from his mouth, and though he was still in obvious pain, he was able to form a few words before his body slumped over in a lifeless way. Tara! Werewolf! Massacre! She felt a sudden chill run through her. She looked at the bodies around her claw marks and deep animal-looking bites covered the victims, and yet she lived. She felt her body, now realising she was quite nude, for scratches or open wounds, silently wishing for one, so there could be an explanation for her being the only one left alive in the room. She had a few cuts and bruises, but the pain she was in was deep within her tissue, as if every fibre of her being had been stretched, contorted, and rearranged. Horrified, she scrambled away from Jezreel's body, and her hand brushed another corpse, one belonging to a fellow Hufflepuff student that she could hardly remember. Tears streamed down her face, and mangled sounds came from her throat as she struggled for air. She gripped her throat and rocked her wet, shaking body like a child, trying to calm the attack of panic and horror that she felt. She was soaked to the bone in the blood of her victims. The stench of their blood engulfed her senses, and still... She couldn't remember a thing. What had she done? 
she was disgusted with herself terrified for the monster she must be to do such horrible things and not even remember how it had happened why it had happened she heard very quiet sounds coming from outside the great hall and she stood ready to accept the blame and consequences for the heinous act she had committed suddenly hands gripped both her wrists and a heavy cloak covered her body and pulled her from the centre of the room to the shadows behind the headmaster's and professor's table a warm hand covered her mouth and shushed her quietly while two bodies squeezed her against the wall between them she struggled at first annoyed that her attempt at a confession had been interrupted the warmth emanating from the two tall unknown figures comforted her easing the chill that had run through her body tara tried to get a better look around the room since all she could do was silently watch professor mcgonagall and headmaster dumbledore entered the room and stopped short when they saw the bodies of the dead witches and wizards that littered the floor the two exchanged words and then left the room they were likely to call for ministry officials to assess the situation she would be found out soon enough she thought to herself Suddenly she was pulled roughly away from the wall by the two people who had hidden her and through a door that was strictly used by the professors. The cloak was then removed from her and she was shocked to see she was standing with Sirius Black and Remus Lupin, two of the most well-known Gryffindor students, who both were also covered in blood, scrapes and bruises. "'What the bloody hell is going on?' she demanded in a hoarse whisper through the tears that still silently fell down her cheeks." Remus held a bit of parchment in his hands that had markings inside that she couldn't quite make out from the angle she was standing. He looked at Sirius and said, "'Shut her up, will you?' Sirius covered her mouth with his hand and whispered a charm while pointing his wand at her, and slowly she felt the blood that had covered her body disappear. He mumbled a few healing charms, too, and the pain that had become quite dull was gone. She sank to the ground in a fit of tears, unable to stop. She watched the two seventh-year boys as they whispered quietly, leaning over the old ratty paper. Remus pulled the cloak from his body, knelt with a pained look upon his handsome face, and wrapped Tara in it, giving her a reassuring squeeze before he went back to his parchment. After a few moments, Sirius had pulled her to her feet and practically dragged her small frame to keep his pace. They followed Remus down a dark, narrow hall to a set of moving stairs that brought them to the seventh floor where James Potter was leaning against a wall with his arms crossed against his chest. Bloody took you long enough. Excuse, excuse me, I hate guys. She attempted to get the men's attention multiple times, and they continued to ignore her, seemingly unaffected by the events that had her shaking with fright. She made another attempt a bit too loudly. Look at me! They all stopped whispering to each other and looked at her with rather annoyed expressions. Just tell me what in Merlin's name is going on, she demanded. Her voice broke as she held back more tears. The three men looked at each other, silently deliberating on telling her what was going on. Their indifference on the situation infuriated her, and she had half a mind to smack the lot of them. Remus stepped in front of her, lowered his head in shame, and fiddled with his fingers in an attempt to calm his own nerves. It wasn't your fault, Tara. He paused to allow time for what he said to sink in. I couldn't let you tone yourself in when the blame for this belongs to someone else. I killed those people. Again, tears filled Tara's eyes and her hands shook from the shock of what she had done. She could still smell the coppery smell on her skin and the warm wet of the blood in her red hair, even though the spell Sirius had cast made it all go away. She was sure she'd never fully get clean. How? How could someone else be 
be blamed for what I... <laughs> she sobbed, unable to finish her words. Because I was the one who turned you. I shouldn't have kept you in the dark about what was happening to you, and I bloody well shouldn't have left you alone on your first moon. Tara, I am so sorry. Tara stared at the three of them, unable to speak. Her heart hammered in her chest and her breathing slowed as she accepted the words he spoke. She had a fury of emotions coursing through her, disbelief, recognition, fear, and finally rage. She was a monster, and it was his fault.